2001, one month before, the towers, the twin towers, the Jackman Boas, Boas went up in smoke. One month before, the international censorship bureaus met. Now, people thought up until then that your censorship bureau was there to protect your culture. But we found out from that meeting because it disclosed their findings and their purpose. Their function was to see how how further they can push the envelope for change, plan change. And now they're going all the way, and we're living through it. A time of terror and chaos, all planned, and now, of course, we're bringing down the money system. Back with more after these messages. Who should die? Who should get born? 
what kind of people should be born, what mixture of genes and tampering by scientists will create the new types that will be better servants. And that the new utopia, if these uh, madmen get their way, of course, is really a Frankensteinian society of created, purpose-created, ideal slaves. And that will be their peace when they don't have to worry about the populations anymore. And that's what they mean by a war on terror. Everyone, technically, is a potential terrorist. And when you stand up against what's happening, or you begin to lose your homes, or you can't get food, you will be classified as a terrorist if you don't lay down and simply die. That's well understood. And this system is worldwide. Worldwide. Every country in the planet went into action at the same time with the same omnibus bills on anti-terrorism. They all written synchronicity in, in unison. Which tells you it took a long, long time of negotiations and planning between bureaucracies to bring all this about. There's an article in The Guardian, and this is March 16th, 2008, theguardian.co.uk, and it says, MI5 seeks powers to trawl records in new terror hunt. Now remember what I said, what a terrorist is. It's anybody who eventually is going to get targeted, lose their homes, property, can't feed themselves, and so on. And it says here, counterterrorism experts call it a force multiplier, an attack combining slaughter. This is their, their words, an attack combining slaughter and electronic chaos. Now, Britain's security services want total access to commuters' travel records to help them meet the threat by uh, Gabby Hensliff, the political editor. Millions of commuters could have their private movements around cities secretly monitored under new counter-terrorism powers being sought by the security services. Records of journeys made by people using smart cars allow 17 million Britons to travel by underground bus and train with a single swipe at the ticket barrier are among a welter of private information held by the state to which MI5 and police counter-terrorism officers want access in order to help identify patterns of suspicious behavior. Now, what is suspicious behavior? There'll be, be a look of utter desperation one day, and it could be a look from your face. Request by the security services described by Shadow Home Secretary David Davis last night as extraordinary forms part of a fierce Whitehall debate over how much access the state should have to people's private lives in its efforts to combat terrorism. <laughs> it comes as the Cabinet Office finalizes Gordon Brown's new national security strategy, expected to identify a string of new threats to Britain, ranging from future water wars between countries left drought-ridden by climate change to cyber attacks. Now, when did they plan the water war nonsense? That was done back in the 60s when the UN had a, a world meeting in Israel. They talked about eventually the takeover of water supplies of the entire planet because everyone must 
have the basic things which you need for survival left to the big boys. They're going to own it all. That's what they mean by interdependence. You're totally dependent for food, shelter, clothing, warmth, and everything else. You're dependent on the big boys. To continue this article here, the water-watering countries left drought with my climate change to cyber attacks using computer hacking technology to disrupt vital elements of national infrastructure. I don't know if you know, but this last week and a half, worldwide, there's been a combined practice cyber war going on with every government and every top government agency and all the big institutions involved, universities and so on. And that's why your mail is bouncing back and things are going slow and all the rest of it. To continue this article, the fear of cyber warfare has climbed Whitehall's agenda since last year's attack on the Baltic nation of Estonia, in which Russian hijackers swamped state servers with millions of electronic messages until they collapsed. The Estonian defense and foreign ministries and major banks were paralyzed, while even its emergency services call system was temporarily knocked out, temporarily knocked out. The attack was seen as a warning that battles once fought by invading armies or aerial bombardment could soon be replaced by virtual but equally deadly wars in cyberspace. So that's the nonsense they're giving us about terrorism. There's also another article, I won't, I won't read it all, but it's about uh, companies now that have been tracking the public with cell phones for years and they've been collecting data on the problem of cell phones and they're collecting the data on who they meet with associations they, they, they belong to. And then when you meet with the association, they then track everyone else there with a cell phone to see if they have similar qualities and traits as you. Total personality profiles. Total personality profiles. And they say they can predict your movements for the next month or so by studying you for at least one month. You can predict your movements. Pretty amazing, isn't it? And the people are fast asleep. Fast asleep. Because as long as you can turn on that television set and your favorite soap comes on or comedy or whatever else you watch, you'll think everything must be just dandy. Meanwhile, diesel is, is more expensive than gasoline, and gasoline itself is high enough to 118 a liter here in Canada. Diesel is about another eight or nine cents higher per liter, and it's not going to stop. We've been told officially that within two or three months it'll be up to 140, 150 per liter, easily, because they're on a roll, and I've said it for years, as the U.S finishes off his job in the Middle East, they'll be taking down the system back home at the same time. That is the agenda. And they've taken away all the safety nets, they've taken away all the subsidies towards certain things, food and so on, and everything is going through the roof. And once we're all terrified, we'll be pleading to government to help us, and they'll roll forward this new agenda with new rules and everybody will be so glad will give everything up to be fed. That's basically it. You realize that we're, we're really on a roll to complete, planned, new world order. And it's hard for many people who are breaking down uh, in these times 
as they see it happening to them, many of them don't know the whole story behind it. They only know they are personally affected. Those at the bottom are feeling the pinch quicker than anyone else. The middle classes never complain until it hits them. And then they start howling too. And something must be done, etc. Now when you go to the phones, and we've got... Um, We've got Tim from North Carolina. Are you there, Tim? How's Hello? How's it going, Alan? Yes. Uh, you know, I've never had downloaded that uh, Aldo Huxley MP3. And uh, I was totally blown away by it. Yeah, hold on a second. I hear the music coming. We'll talk about it after the break. I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through this wicked matrix, matrix system uh, that we've been born and reared in, and it's all around us. And we're, we're talking to Tim from North Carolina. Are you still there, Tim? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. I downloaded that Aldous, uh, Aldo Huxley MP3. I never had listened to it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, to listen to that, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. What's interesting, do you notice how... He says everything in such a way you're almost mesmerized, and people even laugh at the little jokes he throws in there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and then it's at the high learning institution, Buckley, and they're out there clapping and loving it. Yeah, yeah, because those students, of course, are from the upper elite themselves who end up going into the higher bureaucracies, and, of course, they think they're safe from it all. But that's why he gave those kind of lectures to that particular type of university. And he said it with such ease. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. It just rolled off his tongue. And I've got other speeches, too, he gave uh, when he went into more detail. He had no problems with cutting down the population. He, the only time he becomes animated, even in that particular talk, is when he's talking about the wires going into the brains of people and how they can control them and how placid they become at Tavistock Institute, where he worked. Right, that that the sex part, I, I caught that. I yeah, caught that. And, that and I turned this this uh, creep on, you know. Yeah. And, and I've got one question. Uh, from everything I've been learning, was the mystery, the whole mystery school thing, had to be about then teaching them how to uh, run the civilization? Is really what it was about? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was. It was literally how how man functioned, how man thought. And actually, the, they call them the milestones from a, a baby male all the way up through the different stages and ages and how your opinions change, what kind of opinions you'd have when you're 50 or 60 as opposed to when you're 30 or 40. Um, vast volumes on this kind of stuff. And also the same with the female from the baby onwards. And how to. And once you understand that, you can manipulate either perfectly. And he, he, this guy, I, I'm telling you, any, anybody with a, a brain that listens to that, if they can't glue the pieces together with this guy talking, uh, their yeah. brain dead. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think I'll somebody it, else call. Yeah, but it truly is. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, Huxley himself, um, I mean, he used uh, drugs, too, for his altered states. And we now know uh, that uh, Timothy O'Leary, which was a... A Masonic name it was given to one of the doctors who was put out there 
to promote drugs to the youth. He used to appear on stage with his white coat on and talk about the wonders of the drugs and the drug culture. They had to get that going big time. And now it turns out it's declassified. He did work for the CIA. So the CIA and MI5 and 6 were promoting all of this. Nothing came from the grassroots. The whole drug culture was promoted from the top down into society. And they had to destroy, as I say, the old remnant of the tribal system. That was the family unit that was so important. And the way to do it was free love, as they first called it, in the late 1800s, because H.G. Wells' first books that he was told to write were to promote what he called free love in the 1880s and 1890s. And many of them were doing the same thing, but they didn't have the pill, they didn't have the abortion clinics and all the rest of it to take care of all the problems or the antibiotics to take care of the diseases. So they had to go back to the drawing board and try it again in the 20s. They still didn't have enough science behind them, and so they reintroduced the exact same thing back in the 1960s, and it worked perfectly well then. Uh, drugs, uh, the wild lifestyle, do your own thing. Uh, there's no consequences to anything, and everybody fell for it. You see, any need that a person has, any drive that you have, a natural drive or need, can be become an obsession if it's promoted through propaganda. And you used to say the image within, imagination, you see. You have an image within your mind when it's promoted over and over and over, for food or for whatever, you'll keep eating and eating and eating, and you become you become the side effect or the outcome of that image that's implanted. And it's the same with every other uh, drive that you have in you, every other need that you have in you. They can use that and exaggerate it, and you become the, exactly what they wanted you to become, which is technically and mainly uh, dysfunctional as far as standing up as a group for anything and you certainly won't stand up for any individual we have a hard society today there's only little clusters of people here and there in the rural areas uh, that would still help each other out the cities are hard places to be they're very dangerous places to be and they be utterly chaotic when it comes down to the crunch when the money stops flowing the food stops uh, coming into the supermarkets you'll see them turn on each other so fast they don't even know their neighbours. They don't know anyone. That's pretty sad. But again, it's by design. Uh, now we've got some Mohammed from Oregon. Are you there, Mohammed? Of course. Uh, yes, sir. And thank you very much uh, indeed for taking my call and giving me opportunity to give my views. Uh, I need to talk to you about a few things, but Quick, we go to the Iran's elections, that it was the Friday, uh, last Friday there was Iran's election for parliament, and they rigged the elections, and uh, of course, the, those people who were elected, they are, they are supporters of the Ahmadinejad, the terrorist uh, governor, uh, uh, president of Iran. And uh, so this is the number one. And the second one is the Admiral... Yeah, hold, hold on a minute, Jim. We'll come back after the break with this. Yeah. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Hi, I'm Alan Watt, Friends with the Matrix. And we have Mohammed on the line, who's talking about Iran and the elections there. Do you want to continue? Yes, yeah, sure, indeed. Thank you very much. Uh, and then, uh, again, uh, the, the parliament, the new parliament in Iran, our majority, 90%, are supporters of the Ahmadinejad, and uh, Admiral uh, Williams was fired from CENTCOM uh, because he was against the war with Iran. So now they are going to replace Admiral Williams with another one who is uh, in favor of the attacking Iran. And so now we are going to get one step more closer to Iran. And it's very sad uh, that... I know. I've just got people who came back from Iran... Um, on a visit, and everybody's just sitting, just ordinary people, ordinary families sitting waiting for the U.S. to go in and start bombing them, as right. we did with Iraq. And uh, I don't think people here, as we sit and entertain ourselves and play ourselves and, and amuse ourselves, realize what's going on across the world. And because what's going on across the world, once it's all finished, will be happening here at home. I hope we all realize that. Exactly, indeed. Uh, and and, and we, once we see the gas, uh, gasoline is $5.20 in California, that's another indication because, you see, they are not going to uh, suddenly uh, bring the gas to $10, $15 per gallon. They do it gradually, and once they are uh, around 10 or $15 per gallon in the United States, then the attack will start. Then yeah. they will not blame it on the, uh, because of Iran's attack. Uh, otherwise, people say, no, oh, you attack Iran, so that's why we have to pay $15, $20 per gallon uh, per gas. Yeah, but that's the agenda. That, the agenda is to get everyone back here and across the Western world, off the road, crowded into the big cities. And that's what's happening. It has nothing to do with the Middle East. There's Kosovo. They've just declared that they just found uh, this great, huge find of oil there. And that's the real reason they were in there in the first place, apart from the fact that the Taliban had stopped the poppy growing for the heroin. And it was the ethnic Albanians who were the supply guys who brought it all to Marseille in Germany for processing for the CIA to distribute across the Western world. So that was the real reasons behind the war there. And so it's the same thing there, too. These guys are simply plundering the planet because all things that they have must uh, belong to them. Everything must belong to them in the long run. All resources, all food, all everything which is necessary for human life will be owned by a few corporations, international corporations, and this is exactly what Professor Carl Quigley was talking about. Exactly, indeed. Uh, and Alex Ansari, uh, is, uh, com has already interviewed with Daniel uh, about the Bildersberg uh, meetings, and he's a specialist. And uh, I advise all your listeners, go to alexansari.com. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I don't want anyone else's names put on my site. Oh, okay. Yes, all right. Uh, but, uh, because that's what people do, and until I check out people myself, um, I don't like uh, them advising where to go. I mean, there's some people out there that, that have so much weird stuff that simply bring you back into another loop or take you off into outer space right. that uh, I'd, I'd rather not promote other people's sites. 
Oh, sure, 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 sure. And, and uh, another thing is that, that people working 10 years in a company, now they have to take personality tests to see how they react, how they act with their clients. I mean, this, is, this never was happened before. Do you have a comment on that? Well, that's exactly what uh, George Orwell talked about with the bureaucracy. He goes right through it in his book, 1984, How the Bureaucratic Mind Must Work. Uh, nothing, does ha nothing has to be logical for the bureaucrat. He must simply learn what's politically correct today. And tomorrow, if there's a new set of rules there where it's, where it's turned upside down and the opposite is true, they will then part the opposite. That's what it's all about. Uh, exactly, indeed. And thank you very much for taking my call. And yeah. you have a good night in uh, Canada, too. sir. Take care. Bye-bye. Now, I've got Tony from Massachusetts. Are you there, Tony? I'm here. Yes. Yes. Uh, how are you doing? This is the first time I'm calling you. Uh, I've been listening to your show for just a short while, uh, maybe about a month or two, but I really have to say I appreciate uh, the sacrifice you're making to get this information out to people. Uh, I appreciate your time because it, I'll tell you, it is tough. It is tough. And I'm the only person really out there who doesn't get paid by the studios or the backers. Um, I don't bring on guests who simply sell you stuff. If I did, oh, yeah. I'd be rolling your money. But uh, uh, I think the intent has to be separate from commerce at this stage of the game because we're in dire straits. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, it's interesting because... Uh, in light of what's happening here in the, in the States, and I'm, I'm sure in Canada as well, but especially more acutely here in the States with the economic situation, I, uh, I find it so strange that I, I try to relate a lot of this, this information to my friends and my relatives, and it's funny how you speak to them, and they, they'll, they'll understand what you're saying, and they'll agree with it to some extent, but then they'll, they'll switch right back to uh, a political candidate or someone they want to vote for, and they just think that once they get this guy in, Mm -hmm. Whether it's uh, one of these candidates that out that's out there now is going to yeah. just going to they're going to come in and just sweepingly change everything, yeah. and it's just so frustrating to actually speak to them. It's almost like they're in denial, and you can see the whole system, mm -hmm. uh, what they're doing, the system crumbling right around you. And they, they just, are they're, they're they're actually denying their own perceptions around them, and they want to believe that news. And Brzezinski said it. See, they've had such conditioning their whole lives long. They've grown up with, with their, their favorite newscasters who's always in that room at 6 o'clock every night, like a big daddy talking to you and staring right in, at you from that camera. And they truly believe that uh, um, they cannot reason for themselves. That's what Brzezinski said. They'll only be able to take their downloading from the media and repeat that amongst themselves. That, that's perfect conditioning we're seeing. It really is. Uh, it really is. It can be a bit disheartening because you, like you, I've heard you, other callers say, you kind of live inside your own head and you want to actually uh, really get them to wake up. But it's just that you realize that with a lot of people, and a lot of them are educated. It's not like they're, that they're, they're people who don't, who haven't been to school, who haven't experienced a lot of, of life, and have common sense. But it's just, it's amazing how it really is true. They just, they've really been conditioned to think that way, and it's kind of sad. <laughs> It is sad, and we always get confused between the ability to be educated and well-educated and what we call intellect. They're two completely different things. Um, someone who's educable is simply someone who can become a good parrot. Uh, that's how you get through university. You parrot what you're told. And, uh, but someone who's streetwise uses their intellect and, their, and they derive conclusions from their own perceptions. Big difference. 
and these people are not streetwise in any way at all. Uh, the, the, the world, as I say, the world has been pulled over their eyes. This big illusion of, put forth by the media and uh, television, newspapers, magazines, all working together to give them a fake idea of uh, what reality is. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, if we can't get to them, at least uh, you can at least get to the few ones out there that will really, uh, really listen. And I, I really appreciate yeah. what yeah. you're doing. And uh, if I can support you in any way through your site, I will definitely do that. And thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. Okay. Yeah, we're in, we're in bad straits. It's dire straits now because it's coming down. And as I say, everyone will be classified as a potential terrorist because. If you are starving to death, you will not be too happy uh, with any government that happens to be there or any official, and you'll be classified as a terrorist if you speak out or do something drastic or steal some bread, because all laws now, all the laws, are coming under terrorism. If you've noticed that, even civil offenses now are coming under terrorism. You can't cross a border if you have an outstanding ticket somewhere. The Canadian authorities are using the FBI, FBI database, because, you see, we're already integrated. They integrate long before they sign their final agreements. And since 2005, every year on television, we see the big three guys getting together to sign Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. closer into closer ties, as the couching terms use, closer ties and integration. They called it Fortress America. And they've already said that high-level bureaucrats in Ottawa, Canada, can apply for similar jobs in Washington, D.C. and be accepted, and vice versa. We are integrated already. And the armies now are integrated as well. And Canadian troops being brought down to the U.S. side, Mexican and U.S. troops brought to Canada. That's all part of the agreement, signed, sealed, and delivered. So we're simply living through a drama right now as we start taking the rest of the system down. Now we've got Michael in Ottawa. Are you there, Michael? Alan, you don't remember me. I'm actually from Sudbury, and I moved here to Ottawa. Sort of okay. Like that. So I've yeah. got some information to help out everybody that's out there. Number one, they've got scholar weapons. Go buy yourself magnets. Get a slingshot. Hit it towards you. You're going to create an interference pattern, Right. They got certain light rays. What you have to do is again an interference pattern. Get a gel, blue gel, put it on the light. It creates an interference pattern against the red. So there's certain things that we can do in order to get ourselves ready just by having certain items in our home. Have water available. Maybe learn about edible plants. I know about the chemtrails and everything else like that. So obviously you have to wash those things. Get yourself something. Some bottles of Javix, put that off to the side. Sort of this emergency repair kit. I know that everybody seems to be very hostile towards this thing happening. But we've got to remember, if there's certain words in some of these different books and everything else saying that suddenly there's going to be an occurrence. If you look towards the sky, you start to understand that we're, if we're coming towards the time of water, we're supposed to have uh, an alignment with the gamma rays of where the Big Bang originally occurred, which means that we'll be into a different field of the actual physical elements of the Earth. In other words, that alignment sort of thing, some people say there's supposed to be some kind of planet come by every 3,600 years. I don't know if that's true or not, and, and whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. Well, what, they should what, be doing, what they should be doing is stocking up 
on yes, uh, food, uh, uh, basic up, stuff. You've got to understand that also, um, because they've got machines that they can go and they can x-ray your place, they'll go, oh, look, there's food for our army, because they'll recognize the cans because it's giving off electromagnetic signal. It'll be bouncing it off. So that's not necessarily something. It's more the dry goods and putting it in plastic containers. So that would be one piece of advice I could give to people about the food. Don't have yeah, people food. do that. And they also you scatter metal, metal filings around too. Mm-hmm. You get them in any engineering shop. They'll give you buckets of them. But then we also, um, but then there's other things too about the gas. Excuse me for a second. <coughs> about the oil and everything else. I don't think this is the principality to go and run machines because uh, the oil itself can be made a product which is plastic sort of thing. And I believe that uh, one of the reasons why they suddenly went, the government up here went and says, oh, all the, all the homosexual people, look, Canada's so liberal and everything else, and look, they smoke dope, is they want to move everybody here because they realize if there's a war that they want, they want to create with Korea, it's going to come our way, and we're basically the drop zone for all this stuff. So they're basically they're putting their garbage in the backyard from what they want to understand, and also by the simple fact that if people start to realize that this transgender gending type stuff is caused from Pallades, which is contained in plastics and oils and chewing gum and, and all that. Estrogens and all the rest of it. Yeah. But that, that's old stuff, and I've done, done lots of talks on that. But the, thing, the thing is, though, the thing is, you see, we've been under war uh, attack for a long, long time. Oh, yes. And a lot, even for a lot. we're not the first generation either. We're not the first generation to go through this. All inoculations were mm. intended to knock out our immune systems. That's evident by looking at the studies on immune systems and reactions from the 50s onwards that we've been dropping like a stone. Mm. And uh, this is warfare. You, you, you soften up the enemy. You make sure he's no defenses. Then you attack him. It's quite simple. Uh, back in World War II, when World War II was still raging, King George at the time of England uh, set up a panel to discuss a depopulation for the future. During World War II, they weren't killing enough off, you understand? Well, they were even doing that before uh, with the uh, Bavarian Illuminati. They were actually <laughs> well, they were doing that even with Malthus, but regardless of that, yeah. um, Kissinger eventually drafted up enemy to the state. That the number one enemy was overpopulation, and he drafted up a, a document about the, the whole thing here, and uh, it was signed by Nixon into law. Every president since has signed it, that they would have to bring the population down by any and every means possible. True law versus criminal law. And there's uh, crimes aren't created, they're legislated. And that's where it's basically come down to. And, and legislating something forward, are we supposed to believe that NAFTA is something that was democratic? No, it's no nothing even... was. No, no, nothing I, nothing I was democratic. The, the democracy, as I say, was a sham from the beginning. to simply yes. stop revolutions happening every four or five years. And each one of them made money for the, the Rockefellers and all those different individuals who had a, you know, a gain say in, in the situation. Uh, I believe that the elimination, I, I looked at certain things and they had things called the time office. And if we had the elimination of money, then it would take those, that power out of the power broker's hands, yeah. and we could run it on a social net interest sort of group. Uh, not even sort of a communal, not communism, communalism sort of aspect. Well, people forget of, that their ancestors, before money were brought, it was brought in, uh, they lived mainly rural, but they were also tribal, and they did very well without money systems. Yes. And it was a money system that created the city structure, which created the artificial rulers and governors. You had to bring everything in. You couldn't grow anything for yourself or support yourself. And so they could also hire an army for money 
and go off and conquer everyone else around them. I wonder them. how many people realize while they're passing around these pieces of paper that these are actually notes of slavitude of themselves. Yeah. They don't realize it's a, it's a bond of a slave, and they're using it. And Because and, and, I, I actually was a medic at Montebello for the SPP, and I went and I was there to help 200 people with uh, tear gas and uh, a friend I had with uh, rubber bullet wounds and everything else like that. So I'm actually a warrior and actually physically involved in the frontline sort of uh, movement to get these individuals and to uh, allow people to understand sort of thing. And I, I move around the Ottawa situation and I let people know about certain things. And um, actually back when I was in Sudbury, I was doing it back in Sudbury too. And I was uh, taking care of things that were out there. So, uh, I mean, I, I think that what it is is a lot of people have got to open their ears, their eyes, and forget their own particular observations, look at what everybody has compiled, because we're being blinded. Well, what do we have to do? I mean, basically, if anyone who can do it should start, and a lot of people have been, they've been moving out of the cities and downsizing, as they call it, and uh, putting up with a little bit more hardship and, uh, and, and getting some stuff stopped by for the hard times that are coming, because you don't want to be in a city when this goes down. Oh, no. Uh, in the city will just be, uh, the city's just, uh, if they start to use some of these uh, new items that they got, they can I know. flare electromagnetics throughout these cities because they're so conductive for electricity. Okay. Well, the break's coming up, but thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. Bye now. Hi, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. And we have James from Australia there. They're quick, but um, I was wondering what all the fuss about the Japan whaling protests and all this um, sort of hysteria about animal rights and am I just being too cynical about the, um, the wildlife and animals or is it something more to do with taking away sovereignty and you know, bolstering up international law? I've been thinking about this for months now. It's un international law. Australia, Japan... New Zealand are going under another sector or region, they call it, and China will be the boss. So it, it, they'll be taken down too, to an extent. Uh, China is to be the boss over them. Yeah. Uh, with the Royal Institute of International Affairs, that's their own from their own meetings from years ago. Wow, I didn't didn't realise it at all. Yeah. It's yeah. Another thing yeah, they was, first had I, the meeting. Uh, the first meeting was in the 1930s. The books that I have uh, from the uh, the Royal Institute for International Affairs and the Australian Institute for International Affairs is where they held at Melbourne, Australia, in 1937. And they talked about uh, the region set up and be a dominant country, or well, China will be the dominant country for that part of the world. So you're seeing the other countries uh, become more communist in some ways, more bureaucratic, uh, bureaucracies ruling them. And uh, that's because uh, China eventually will, will be using their own system over that whole region. Wow, okay. Uh, just one more question, if that was okay. Um, just wondering, what, what is the cause of um, you know, family and friends to sort of turn on you when you start speaking from your own mind? And I've been yeah. and graduated through university as well, and I've, I've been through that sort of ceremony yeah. where you do all those weird things and handshakes. I, I tell and stuff, people but... not, not to waste time too much with family. Uh, I'm not kidding, you'll, you'll estrange yourself from them because it, it's so, maybe one in a few thousand will ever wake up 
and the chances of it happening for two in the same family are very remote. And so rather than strange yourself and having them turn on you, at which they will, um, you're, you're best to look for those who are awake and have some peace at home with the family. Most folk will not be able to break out the mind conditioning. They've had too much of it, and it also terrifies them. Yeah, there's one person I was speaking to in my family that they were sort of accusing me of being, um, you know, superior and, and having this attitude of, of being better, which wasn't the case. I was just talking mm-hmm. facts and in yeah. the normal way I speak, and I just couldn't understand it. Like it just it was such a sudden reaction to get from them, and yeah, yeah. it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. It's scary because they, they'll attack you. They actually attack you because you're, you're frightening them, and yeah. they want to believe that the system could never do anything so bad to them. Uh, this is a, a patriarchal type system it's really uh, an oligarchy at the top but it's a sort of patriarchal system where they tell and we do and we've been taught to believe that Big Daddy won't do anything to harm you uh, they, they've been, their whole lives have been full of this kind of propaganda and they have no idea that the sovereignty issue is, is over, it's gone and that their fate was decided upon a long time ago as they, at least as far published as far back as the 1930s Okay, well, thanks very much, Alan. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. And that's a sad fact of things. Don't estrange yourself from them. Uh, People will turn on you. And um, why cause yourself problems if you have to live around them? Uh, There's also, some people will also report you, think you're crazy, and uh, have you carted off to the, the old loony bin for some reconditioning. Yeah, I think I hear the music coming, so... From Hamish myself up here in a cold interior Canada, still cold, it's good night and may your God or your gods go with you.